Since our return from California, um, Aaron and Avery's wedding, and specifically Yosemite Park a couple weeks ago, I've sensed my soul trying to expand, which is interesting for me since I had not realized how much it had begun to shrink. To use another image, it's as if my soul had been submerged and it was beginning to suffocate and gasp for air. So in the last week or so, it's as if my soul broke through the surface of my life and inhaled all the air it could so that it could expand and breathe again. I've reflected on this, and I think two factors have figured into this, or at least positioned me for this experience. First, our trip to California and experiencing the wide-open spaces of Yosemite National Park and of God's creation. My shrunken soul felt rejuvenated and eager to come out into its own wide-open spaces. It wanted and it wants to expand. Second, a small book by pastor and author A.J. Sherrill titled Expansive. I took it with me to California with the intention to read it, but I didn't get around to it until we got home, which is good because I didn't know what my soul needed until I experienced what it needed. Cheryl's book simply gave my condition a name. And what I discovered, and what A.J. Cheryl named for me, is that my soul had begun to shrink. It was suffocating. And it needed to breathe again. It needed to expand. Here's how Cheryl describes it in his book, Expansive. Quote, The human experience is dynamic, not static. This means no matter how stuck we may feel, we are all capable of change and breakthrough development, evolution. Call it what you like. But make no mistake, God is after the transformation of your whole life. And your transformation is a microcosm that tells the macro story of what God is doing in all of the world. God invites us to stretch and expand ourselves. The traditional word for this invitation is discipleship. See, in many ways, I didn't realize my soul had been shrinking. I think we often, myself included, go very hard and very fast, and we're very busy, and we don't pay enough attention to our soul. But when I do pay attention to it, I notice that there are symptoms that tell me when my soul is shrinking, and here are a few of them. Impatience is one. Limited compassion and empathy, which goes along with impatience. I'm in impatient with situations and circumstances and people, and my compassion and empathy empathy is low. Lack of presence. I'm here, but I'm not here. I'm not present with those I'm with. I'm not present in life. I'm not present to myself. Limited love and grace. Um, it needs to be unlimited. God's love and grace for our lives is unlimited, but when my soul is shrinking, I tend to limit it. Lack of resilience. I don't persevere as well. My stick is not um, what it needs to be. And um, my resilience is low. Emotional reactivity. When my soul is shrinking or it has shrunk, I'm very reactive, at least inwardly, if not outwardly. Uh, I get impatient. I get offended easily. Uh, I get defensive. I feel like I have to have an opinion on everything. Um, whatever emotional reactivity looks like, it shows up in my life when my soul is shrinking. Uh, I'm unfocused. I'm, I'm very active, but not necessarily focused on the important things. Um, a lot of busyness, but not a lot of productivity. And then my insecurities begin to kick in. Um, 
I'm too worried about whether I'm meeting people's expectations or seeking approval or uh, pleasing um, the right people, whoever the right people are. Um, I get too involved in, in, in being a perfectionist. So all of these symptoms, and maybe some more, tell me when my soul is shrinking. Now, you may have your own symptoms, but we know our shrinking soul is in a red zone when we're not even aware of our shrinking soul. So what are your symptoms? If you were to take a few moments and, and, and jot down how you know when your soul is shrinking. Now, what shrinks our soul? That's, that's a good question. I think there are a few factors. Circumstances of life, the stressors and strains of life, dealing with them continually shrinks our souls. Compassion, fatigue, caregiving, offering ourselves in service, giving of ourselves without replenishing our soul can often shrink it. A conflict, conflict in any form, simple arguments, disagreements, ruptures in relationships, lingering misunderstandings, uh, they tend to um, take life out of our soul. Cynicism, that dissipation of hope and optimism, that feeling betrayed by life, so nothing really matters anymore, nothing's going to change, and so why give any effort? And then carelessness, um, not taking care of my soul, um, letting it fend for itself, not tending to my soul, and, and doing what I need to do to replenish um, and get it back into a better place. So there are symptoms of a shrinking soul. There are circumstances in life, there are conditions that lend themselves to a shrinking soul. And so we know this, know that our soul and our lives are intended to design and expand and live in wide open spaces. In other words, we were created to live with an ever-expanding soul, taking in all of God's life, taking in all of God's goodness, and all that life has to offer us. Psalm 118, verses 1 to 6, out of the Common English Bible, read this way, quote, Give thanks to the Lord because He is good, because His faithful love lasts forever. Let Israel say, God's faithful love lasts forever. Let the house of Aaron say it, God's faithful love lasts forever. Let those who honor the Lord say it, God's faithful love lasts forever. In tight circumstances. I cried out to the Lord. The Lord answered me with wide open spaces. The Lord is for me. I won't be afraid. What can anyone do to me? I love that phrase, in tight circumstances, I cried out to the Lord. And the Lord answered me with wide open spaces. I remember years ago traveling to New York City for the first time, coming from the wide open spaces of the Midwest. I was there with a group of young people uh, for a weekend conference. And after about 24 to 48 hours, I found myself feeling claustrophobic and, and hemmed in by the skyscrapers and the concrete and the noise and, and the asphalt. And being in the wintertime, it seemed like it got dark around 4.30 or 5. And after a while, I just felt like everything around me was shrinking. And when we left, leaving the city, driving into uh, the immediate countryside of, of New Jersey heading west. I remember feeling relieved, and it's as if my soul began to open up again. And I remember just marveling at all the wide open spaces. And I think that's how it is with our own journey, our own spiritual life, our own human journey. Um, our soul longs for these wide open spaces where we can breathe and we can feel free. We don't feel as if life is shrinking in on us.
Again, I want to quote A.J. Sherrill out of his book, Expansive, when he talks about what God intends for us. Quote, Much of life amounts to an existential drift. Allowance. We allow ourselves to snooze the alarm far past our intention when we set it. We allow ourselves to fill the cracks of the day with social media. We allow ourselves to get sucked into binge-watching television shows we won't remember. We allow ourselves to settle for mediocrity and spiritual management, hoping that attending a Sunday gathering for one hour per week will magically impart all the dynamism we need. The flourishing life, he writes, is a matter of radical intention. We must join God in co-creating the culture of our lives. And the culture of our lives begins with the human heart. What kind of culture are you creating in your life this season? What specific aspirations and dreams and intentions are you clear about that will guide you toward the kind of holistic life you long for? Are you living with awareness of following Jesus in each direction? Again, another great line from A.J. Sherrill in this quote. He writes, The flourishing life is a matter of radical intention. Intention is an interesting word. It comes from the same root of the word intend and also the word tendon, a tendon which in our, in our body which stretches, which enables us to stretch. So then it could mean that to have intention is to stretch our soul to its greatest capacity, which enables it to be filled up by God through God's Spirit. Let me say that again. Intention can essentially mean we intend to stretch our soul to its greatest capacity, which enables it to be filled up by God through God's Spirit. Which really means then to live with a soul that is expanding, to live with a soul that is growing, that what's important is to have these intentions that we intend to practice uh, certain spiritual practices that fill or widen our soul. A.J. Sherrill, in his book, Expansive, talks about this. He talks about how there are seven practices which can lend themselves to that experience. The first is inward, listening to our soul, taking time through silence and solitude. The second is upward, making worship part of our journey. Worship has a way of expanding our souls and making room for God. The third is withward, living in community and relationships, how friendships and community help expand our soul. Outward, opening our eyes and soul outwardly to the, quote, other, those that we may fear, those that we may not know as well or understand, uh, worldviews and people groups that uh, we may fear. Living outwardly opens our eyes and soul to those others. Backward, rooting our lives in a living tradition. Quakers often talk about a living tradition which is taken forward into the future and we live out of that experience of the present living Christ. Forward, longing and hoping for the world to come and to live out God's dream. And then downward, serving others in a life of humility. Over the next few weeks this summer, I want to unpack each one of these practices, inward, upward, withward, outward, backward, forward, and downward, and to explore what they could mean for our own lives as we live with this radical intention uh, in hopes of expanding our souls. Romans chapter 5 verses 9 through 11 out of the translation, the message reads, quote, if when we were at our worst, 
we were put on friendly terms with God by the sacrificial death of His Son. Now that we're at our best, just think of how our lives will expand and deepen by means of His resurrection life. And there it is again. The nature of the spiritual life is the expansion of our soul in response to God's love for us and God's grace and activity and presence in our life. So as you and I, as we recognize God's graces in our life, our souls are open to expansion. And I encourage the expansion of my soul through practices such as silence and stillness and worship and friendships and community and getting to know those who are different than me, rooting my life in a living tradition that moves me forward in faithfulness to God's kingdom and dream. Now, what it comes down to, I think, is, so what does it look like when our soul expands in grace and in God's goodness? Very simply, here's what I find about myself. I'm less reactive. I live more with intention and purpose and focus. I stop to notice beauty, and I'm more aware of wonder all around me. Conversations and people's stories become more important to me, and I'm, I'm more present. I increase in patience. I increase in empathy and compassion. I don't offend as easily. In other words, I'm not as offended as quickly, and and hopefully I'm not offending others. I acknowledge worry, but I don't dwell on it. I let go of what and who I can't control, realizing I can't really control anything or anyone. I live life at a more sustainable pace. I live more generously with my time and my presence and my possessions. I don't take myself so seriously. I'm able to laugh at myself more and joy and celebration find their way back into my life. I don't know what it would look like for you, for your soul to be expanding, for your soul to be growing, for there to be transformation in your life. I don't know what it looks like for you on a practical level, but I'm hoping and praying that during the summer we can explore that together by living with intention, by exploring these practices of expanding and growing our soul so that we can all live a flourishing life.